Hi, and welcome to the Social Angle Podcast. I'm Vinny. And I'm Melissa. And today we are joined by taco enthusiast and social media guru, Jay Bissell. To talk Woo! With- Woo! Thank you much. I'm fired up. You are yes, fired up. Too. And today we are talking about how to use LinkedIn for business. Jay, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks Thank for you coming. very much. Thank you, Melissa. Thank you. The great one, the disembodied voice. Is that it or disembodied? <laughs> I always get that wrong. Yeah, the disembodied voice of ASI's corporate website. That's I me. I love that. That's you. you know. You're the man. You're the you're the man with the plan. Oh, thank you, sir. So like I said, our topic today is LinkedIn. So let's get right into it. Jay, tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, and how long you've been using LinkedIn for business. Sweet. Thanks for the opportunity. So Jay Bussell is my name. Sometimes people goof it up and that's okay. I still love you. I get it. Uh, I've been hanging out with the promo peeps and the apparel geeks uh, on the island of Misfit Toys now for about 30 years. So I've been in promo apparel graphics and marketing since about 1994. Uh, I've been actively working in LinkedIn and I rechecked this this morning just to be sure since 2009. So uh, I don't know if I get a certificate for that or a taco or just a high five, but um, I am just thrilled to be with you folks today talking about LinkedIn, love this atmosphere, and uh, the fact that we're doing this now, kind of connecting, it's, it's pretty fun. Yeah, we're awesome. excited that you're here. Um, for our listeners, because we always like to kind of give them some best practice tips for people who are interested in using LinkedIn and maybe haven't done so, what do you think are the most important tips for them? Wow, most important tips I could give you on LinkedIn probably would apply to most social media platforms, but it's even more important on LinkedIn, which would be number one, have a plan. Mm-hmm. Number two, stay active. Number three, be engaging. And then I'm going to wrap it up with focus on giving value first. Take a page out of Gary Vaynerchuk's book, Jab, 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 Hook, and go give, 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 and then ask. So I don't know how many gives that was. You guys can re-edit that if you want. But (laughs) building that relationship first before selling. And so many people screw that up. And I'm just going to say they F it up because they really do. And it's sad. And it's it's it it's what ruins it for so many people is they're like, ah, I'm just getting spammed. So those would be my my first prioritized tips, if you will, Melissa. Yeah, I think they're excellent tips. Honestly, I think that's some of the best that you can do is just cultivate that relationship, form that connection, you know, before you make an offer to somebody. So very wise words. I love that. hundred percent. Because so imagine if if we had never met, we're going to a networking event at an ASI. Uh, let's let's pretend we're going to Chicago and then we've never met. I show up and I just start passing out flyers. Mm. Here's a flyer. 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 People would just be looking around like, what is up with this guy? Right. right. I mean, you would not even saying hi, just flyer, 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 flyer. So there'd be a lot un- of flyers on the floor. There would be a <laughs> lot of garbage. There would be a lot of people saying, okay, get this, you know, taco freak out of here. Let's, yeah, there's no relationship skills there. There's no socialness right. there. So it's an epic fail. Yeah. Right. So Jay, so the, the network has over 700, mil- 700 million members um, and it's all about networking. Can you tell us a little bit about how you use LinkedIn to network? I so can. Talk, like, pretend, I, you, pretend I'm brand new to the network. How do you use LinkedIn to network? 
I, so I show up with a flyer and then I say, here, no, I'm <laughs> uh, I would definitely look at this from the perspective of trying to help first the purpose of why I'm there. So I want to be able to increase my brand's identity. That might be me personally for a while, as well as my, uh, my uh, you know, the, the company I'm working for. But the goal is to establish authority and credibility on LinkedIn Ooh. so that you become the coach. And you become that guide, and I mean G-U-I-D-E, not that guy, Vinny, but the guide. <laughs> and that way you can then tactically use some skills to be a little bit more, um, let's say, social selling principles, where you're going to continue to give value, continue to create trust, and continue to build a relationship until there is a natural point at which you can start talking about challenges and problems and then offering solutions to those. So that's kind of what I would say in terms of how I best use LinkedIn and what I would suggest others do. Uh, you're right, 700 million users. And by the way, I just looked up a stat. There are approximately 32 million daily active users in the U.S. Wow. Mm. So that's a lot of peeps, right? That's a lot of folks here in our local United States of America, 32 million that are active daily. So how many of those would you like? Right. And I mean, for those who are using LinkedIn, you know, the objective is always to build your network and gain connections, you know. So that being said, I have received a couple of requests and it's normally kind of, for me, a weeding out process of is this a can response? Is this somebody who's just immediately right. going for a hard sell or what would this connection or I should say not what, but how would it benefit me? Do you have a couple of tips for sending a uh, connection request to somebody and it getting accepted? I do. First and foremost, make sure that you are uh, including a note. You, you, okay. you need to include no, something. You cannot just go blind. And you, I, I've even gotten faked out by people that I know, but I've forgotten or I haven't seen them in a while. And they just send me this blank request to connect. And then I get an email three weeks later say, you know, hey, buddy, what what gives? Why are you, you, you ghosting me on LinkedIn? And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know, so um it, it always helps to have a point of reference, right? So a note, right. a little note. So I'm going to go that, first of all, of course, there are no guarantees, but mm -hmm. with a little bit of detective work and a little bit of creative writing, I can create a note that is hard to resist. And even if it's somebody I've never met. Now, I'm going to, if it's somebody I'm pursuing and I really want to network and connect with them, I'm going to check out their profile. I'm going to find out if we have any common denominators, any common, you know, commonalities, people that we're connected with. And if I have a close friend that I'm really strongly a real relationship, not just somebody in passing, but a real strong relationship that we share in common, I'm definitely going to drop that name and say, hey, you know, we're in good company. And I, you know, I, I want to make sure that I can provide value. I know we haven't met, uh, but, you know, I'm also a Phillies uh, fan. So we share that in common. Woo! <laughs> I'm a Yankees fan, man. I know, and I did that on purpose just for you. <laughs> Go D-backs. Um, bring back baseball. But the point is, I'm going to try to find that common denominator and make sure that I highlight that without a sales pitch. No selling. No pushing of product or service. Just human-to-human -human connection. That, that's a great answer. Now, Jay, to that point about finding the people that would be right for you. How do you do that? I, you know, I kind of think about this because ASI uses LinkedIn differently. You know, uh, we use it to really promote our content. Mm -hmm. uh, we're not using it to to find 
new business. So I'm thinking, I'm trying to think from the perspective of the distributor, um, you know, what do they do? Do you use LinkedIn groups? Are LinkedIn groups effective? How do you find people that would potentially be right for your business? Yeah, so I'm definitely thinking about all of those strategies. And I want to make sure that if I'm looking through the lenses of a typical promotional product distributor, somebody that's a branded merch person that's going to be all in on apparel or any of the, the above, um, I, I'm going to make sure that they have the plan, the purpose, and that they are not just cold calling and stalking people, but they're trying to um, use a little bit of, you know, I guess be, be more focused. So work backwards from who is currently in your top client base. Who are your perfect clients? Who, is your, who would be your perfect prospect? And if you, if you have a certain sector that you're really strong in, say education or financial or healthcare or schools or pick you know, pick a lane that you know you know really well. Nursing. I'm all in on nursing. I know everything there is to know about nursing. But I'm a promotional product distributor and I'm a apparel decoration freak. So how can I blend those two? And then where would I find those people on LinkedIn? And that's the game. Is you're trying to say, I have answers to help nurses and folks that are in, you know, that that lane that are all things healthcare. So how would swag, branded merch, apparel, promo, how would this help them? I've solved these problems in the past. I need to go share more information and it could be a group. Then you brought up a group. Groups are really important. Um, they've probably gotten away from, uh, they're not as attractive now, but the pendulum's swinging back because people recognize that if you use it well, use it wisely and you don't just spam um, and you participate and you engage and you offer value. Again, all those things we've already touched on, then you become a thought leader, a subject matter expert. You show proof and evidence that you are an authority of this concept for these people. And that's how LinkedIn should work, whether it be in groups or whether it just be networking. You know, if you're doing it for lead generation purposes, same thing, same game. Drop in so many good gems. And honestly, it's strategies that you can take to other platforms. So really Great. good. Um, I think one of the best things about social media is there's always a new feature to try, a new way to connect with your audience. So that being said, for LinkedIn, are there any favorite features you have or because I'm sure you're in the know, maybe some new features you're excited to try that may be coming out soon? Yes. So there is a feature that is recently released um, for some. And, and LinkedIn, like a lot of other platforms, will roll it out slowly and test it in certain areas. It's now available to everybody. And ironically and literally, it is called Features. That's the name of it. So you could not have been more timely with the question of, are there any new features at LinkedIn? Yes, there's one called features. And so here's what's so cool about that. And then remind me afterwards, because I want to I want to kind of, uh, if I can, I want to get on my soapbox and tell you all the mistakes people make and give you a quick order of what they do and how they drop that ball. But mm -hmm. let's talk about features for just a second. So features okay. is this cool place where you can provide evidence and LinkedIn is very warm and cozy with the fact that people need to leave the platform sometimes to see that. And so if you have a PDF that's somewhere else, if you have a video that's somewhere else, if you've written an article for somebody else, I don't know, let's say counselor advantages, somebody cool like that. If you have content, right, that lives somewhere else, that's evidence and proof that you walk the walk that you can deliver, that you're a subject matter expert, that you have authority on this topic, you want to be able to show that to people. So LinkedIn oftentimes is blah, 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 tell, 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 tell. And yes, I know it's in the written word, 
this is a chance to get a little bit more of show, 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 show. Show me that you've done this. Show me where you've done this. Show me how you did this. You know, and video is so powerful. It's perfect for that application. So that's where I would go. That's where I would spend some time on this new feature called features. features. And that, that's not available to everyone yet? It, it should be rolling out to everybody in the US, but there still might be some lagging of the feature. It would, it would if you go into your profile and you wanna make a change or an edit, you'll see that you can activate that and it would fall in order just under your about section. That's where oh. it would land on your profile. Okay, that's what I thought you were talking about. I think I've seen that on some profiles already. So that's really cool. Um, you were saying before, though, you wanted to get into some of the things that- Yeah, sorry. I, that was something that we had kind of prepped on. So I was like, don't I want to talk about this. <laughs> okay, here it is in order. Number one, the top mistakes people are using or, or the top mistakes people are making on LinkedIn. Number one in this order, no header, no banner. They leave that real estate blank and they have the default constellation or network of, of lines and dots. So connecting the dots is fun, but in this case, not so fun. No. So no header, no banner, huge mistake, do something. Number two, no photo. That's an epic yeah. loser. Terrible. Yeah. Whole, whole smokes. Then followed by bad photo, followed by really old photo. So I like the I know car that, selfies. Those are my personal favorite. <laughs> no, no, no bueno, as you would say here in Arizona. So number three, default job title. This is not, this is great for those of us who use sales navigator or even not those of us who are just doing lead gen. We're trying to find all of the marketing directors in Arizona. Well, we can easily find them because so many sheep in LinkedIn just put their title or don't do anything. And then default pops up and it says marketing director. So I'm going to encourage all of my friends, all of my fans, all of my peeps through the ASI network that they should go in and be different by design and change that. You have more characters to use. And oh, by the way, if I were looking for you, how would I find you? And so think of those key words because that's how people are searching. It's kind of like a Google search, except it's within LinkedIn. So definitely don't just default, try to come up with something creative. Number four is the about section. This should be about a story where you share how cool you are in solving your client's problems and making them the hero of the story. It should not be about what you did the summer of 1979 <laughs> or the fact that you used to be a barista at Starbucks. Honestly, we don't care. <laughs> what we do care about is can you help me? Right. So you making coffee is probably not going to help me with my current marketing challenges. So <laughs> I know that some people like to put that in also in their experience section, but a lot of folks default to other things, weird things. I've seen crazy things. So tell a story. Tell me how you share. Tell me how you care. Tell me how you're going to solve my problems. And those are the mistakes that most people, you know, they just don't do well. So now you're you've heard saying, it here. Jay, above the fold on your personal page, you should put a lot of effort into Definitely, definitely. And that about section is going to truncate. So you're only going to see the first three lines anyway. So make those first two or three sentences powerful. I do killer work for people like this. I solve the following problems for people like this. That's an immediate attention grabber that says, wait, okay, hold on. There's something different here. It's not slinging swag. He's not the swag master or the sultan of swag or some silly title, which is actually not bad. Just be careful <laughs> how you use that. it. Yeah, yeah, I know. Just be careful how you play that. If you're a, if you're a playful person, and this is obviously applies to me, you'll see it from my picture. You'll see I'm wearing a hat. You see I like mustaches and tacos and all kinds of crazy things. So it comes out. I'm going to be genuinely me. That's the only way I know how to do it. I'm not going to do marketing speak or buzzwords. And so, yes, to your point, Vinny, above the fold, focus on those first 
points of touch, those first, you know, I'm, I'm looking, sure. I'm seeing, I'm absorbing this. What's that vibe? And I know it's a cliche, but your vibe attracts your tribe. And that's the game here is we want to have this be a, a, a drawn in. This is a pull technique, not a push technique. Gotcha. Perfect. Now let's talk about content. You're a, you're a huge content creator, um, mm-hmm. you know, in all your social media platforms, podcasts, blogs, uh, you know, you do a, a weekly uh, Twitter chat, which is promo chat. Um, and a lot of that stuff you post onto LinkedIn. You, your page has a ton of content. What content do you think is most effective for LinkedIn? Wow. You know, I thought a lot about this question. Thank you for sending me the questions ahead of time, by the sure. way. Uh, I'm just being transparent. I, I probably would have bombed this had you not done that. So awesome for you guys for sending this. The The thing I was thinking about most was what should I be posting? First of all, I get that question all the time. And the content is truly where you get to tell people how you organize challenges and showcasing the process rather than just selling stuff. So anyone can sell the stuff, you know, ladies and gentlemen, I hope this isn't groundbreaking or news alert or flash flash. You heard it here first on the podcast with Vinny and Melissa. Um, There are like 80,000 people that do what you do in the U S. So how are you going to stand out? How are you going to be different by design? Bring that uniqueness to the forefront in your blogs, in your videos, in your podcasts. And as you share that content, always be thinking of the value and the winning point for that person. Now, I know this is challenging. I get stuck sometimes wanting to brag about, oh, I'm so cool. Oh, I was on this podcast. But reality is, who did I help? What value did I share? What problems did I highlight that together we could collaborate and overcome? So I like to spotlight things, for example, showcasing a client winning and letting them take the spotlight. They're the hero, right? Not you. Um, I like to highlight anyone that's overcome that challenge. I like to um, share things like how things were made or in a transparent way. I learned this. I didn't know this. I should have known this, but I'm transparent and just going to tell you, yeah, I had no idea. All this time, I've just been hiding in the dark, but I figured it out. I learned this and I wanted to share this with my audience and just own it, right? Don't freak out. You know, don't worry about it. Nobody's really there to judge you. And if they are, then guess what? Those weren't people that were going to be attracted to you who were probably going to buy from you ever anyways. Right. So I'm kind of in that lane of that type of content is sharing what you've learned, sharing how you learned it, share that process rather than just stuff, 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 product, 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 buy my hat, buy my shirt, buy my lanyard. Mm, That's not going to work. It just isn't. That's a cardinal sin on social media is selling. And we all know that. And when we see it, you the same thing, Jay, we shake our heads. Yeah. We're just shaking my head. SMH. Look here, I'm doing it right now. It's not a GIF. It's real. We're all life. doing it. We're all doing it. <laughs> we have to capture that and share that in social media. <laughs> it's not one person shaking my head. Times three. All three of us. All right. We got carried away. It's my nature. May I also ask, you know, kind of on the vein of content formats, do you have a preference between kind of long form written or video? Because I feel like a lot of people are kind of feel pushed to use video. And Mm -hmm. I feel like whatever content format kind of articulates those points that you were talking about. But do you favor one over the other? 
Well, I, I do. I found um, in, in doing some coaching and also helping my team, my sales team, I'm encouraging them to do what I call the 311 method. And I've gone back and forth and played with this a little bit, but 311. So three short posts, one long post, and one video. Awesome. And if I can do that every week, the video should be short. Um, unless you have super duper VIP status, you're only going to get 10 minutes on LinkedIn anyway. Okay. I would keep it to like a couple of minutes, two, three minutes so that someone can catch the vibe. Someone can hear you and see your energy and, and talk about something that's, you know, relevant and, and timely, but I'm going to go short, 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 long video. That's going to be my three, one, one. And I, and I found a good, you know, a good mix of, of responses to that. And the short stuff can be literally, you know, a couple of, I'd say a paragraph, I'd say, you know, three, four sentences, nothing has to be, you know, dramatic every time you're not trying to win, you know, some, you know, creative writing contest, it just, <laughs> it could be just in the news, it's news, it's newsworthy. This is what I learned today. This is what I did. This is what made a difference in my space, you know. Um, Jay, how do you feel about live video? I know LinkedIn has been talking about um, implementing the same type of live capabilities that Facebook has. Um, would you would you be on board for something like that? I would. I would be on board for that. I haven't tested it live. I haven't personally done it yet, so I don't want to speak to that. I've been involved in others. Um, I have experimented with some people behind the scenes. Um, I get lots of notifications when people do it because there are a lot of people that are starting to do that. And I think that's cool, the notification. Like, like if you're on Facebook or if you're on LinkedIn and you're there, obviously, boop, you get pop up. Oh, hey, Melissa's on live. Right. But do I give up everything I'm doing? I mean, sometimes I do. Curiosity's got the better of me. Right. Um, so I think it's going to be most effective where there are big networks. Those folks who have a big following, a couple thousand people that are, that are you know, connected to them or more, they're definitely going to see that network effect, right? There's just enough people that there are going to be some folks tuning in. Of course, you're going to video, you're going to, you're going to capture that and record that. So you can always post it again or parse it out. So I'm a fan. I just, I just don't have as much experience on that, on that particular topic. Yeah. I'll be curious to see like, you know, how it gets adopted across the platform. I also heard a rumor that they're testing out, um, or I should say beta testing a stories feature, which I'm just not sure if like LinkedIn is the platform for that. Like I kind of think of that more for Snapchat, Instagram, yeah. more kind of informal networks. Like LinkedIn is a little bit too, I think, B2B for, to have success with stories. I'm with you. I'm with you. I've heard the same things. I don't think it's a good fit. I, even yeah. if they do it and people swear by it, um, even if even if they rearrange their algorithms to make sure that that gets the priority, which is what they would do in the beginning. Right. Um, I just like you. It's like, really? It's not. <laughs> I guess yeah, I, I, could, I could see doing it. I could see structuring it out. But I don't know. It seems like it would be less um, spontaneous and social and more like you know, robotic and marketing and, you know, let the marketing department have it, and, you know, then they're going to. Right. And then it, it feels, it feels disingenuous because other yes. networks have done it. Um, yeah, right. Oh yeah. Facebook, that that. yeah. I hate Facebook stories. I just think that it's forced. They force it down our throats. I'm sorry, <laughs> Melissa. I, I, I just, I don't embrace it. I don't embrace it. Instagram. So let, me, so let me flip the roles here, but Vinny, yeah. do you like Instagram stories? I like them better than I do okay. uh, Facebook. I'm, I feel I'm with like, you. I'm the same way. Yeah. I, I I will engage with the Instagram stories before I engage with Facebook. I just, I mean, Facebook, I feel like, mm, you know, it, it just, I know that, you know, they're one and the same. They're owned by, Instagram's owned by Facebook, which makes sense because boom, 
you know, yeah. let's implement right. this as well. But I just feel like th there needs to be some sort of differentiation between networks. Um, and I, and Melissa, you saying that there might be stories for LinkedIn. I'm like, what, you know, like, this is insane. Like why? Um, so, so Jay, we have time for one final question. And sure, we always fine. try to end with something fun. Now you call yourself the chief taco officer. We Thank have you. to know a little bit, you know, about your, your, you know, interest in tacos and how, where is that coming from? It's all over all of your, I know it's like, it's I can't get away from it. So I've had to embrace it. So, uh, yeah, give or take five years ago. Um, it's true. I do enjoy tacos. I really enjoy great Mexican food. I live in Arizona. I live in the Southwest. I grew up in Southern California. So Mexican food to me is, is like normal. It's not Mexican food. It's my food. If that makes sense. Yep. Uh, um, so I, 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 I just, <laughs> friends kept kind of calling me out and like, dude, I think you have a taco fetish. I think there's something <laughs> going on here. Cause I would be like, Hey man, let's go grab some tacos. And they're like looking at me and I go, what? And they're like, that's what you said yesterday. Or that's what we've already done that three <laughs> times this week. So I realized I'm just going to embrace it. And then the more I did, the more people kind of assigned it to me. Like That's once awesome. you kind of just accept it, then people started saying, Hey man, I had tacos and I thought of you, or Hey, we're going to Vegas. Where should we eat tacos? We want to grab tacos. And I'm like, when did I become the tour guide for tacos in Las Vegas or Chicago or, but what's funny is I typically do know a place because I've looked at, you know, <laughs> found one. Hey, when you're in Orlando, sloppy tacos. Oh um, yeah. So, or other places. So the fun part about that is that it's the connection and it's also people remember me, but, but I also was able to kind of work out a really, what I think is a decent analogy comparison, however you want to call that, which is that the shell of the taco is your brand and everything you put in it, all the touch points, all the meat, all the lettuce, all the cheese, all the whatever. Those are all the individual marketing tactics that you're going to sprinkle in. And so the perfect taco is like your perfect brand. And if it's tasty, it's attractive. And if it's not, then it's not. And that's okay. You'll move on to something else. But uh, yeah, I do kind of get the chief taco officer. Um, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I do happen to own a website called Oh My Tacos. So, so OMT, right? Get it? OMT. Oh My Tacos. And uh, we'll see what happens with that later. That's a perfect. That's a perfect way to to wrap it up. And I'm a wrap up guy, so I like the wraps tacos. You know, hard shell. That might be you. I like the wraps. Soft but shell, I, hard I, shell. Don't care. Taco flour. I'm all in. Let's do this. I am too, Jay. Thank you so much for taking yes. the time today. Um, you know, we really appreciate it. I know everyone is. You know, we're all busy these days. Uh, for some of us, you know, we're doing more work than. We're used to, you know, I have kids at home full time. So, you know, finding an hour in my day is, is hard too, but, you know, really appreciate your time. You're very um, welcome. Thank you. My pleasure. Yep. Very welcome. Happy to be here. Thank you. Absolutely. We'll see you next time on the Social Angle Podcast.